its name. After the dissension of Jesus Christ, following his death, burial, and resurrection, we want to rediscover the purpose of the power in Jesus' name that has been made available to the church of the living God. And church, I must admit that after yesterday's power prayer workshop by the intercessory prayer ministry, I am convinced that we need prayer now more than ever as with the power promised to the church by Jesus Christ. In describing the ministry of Jesus, Apostle Paul said in Acts 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Now, if you want to call me a Jesus freak, that's all right. Come on, somebody. Because I know in whom I believe. Yes, and I know where all my help come from. Amen, somebody. And so the Bible tells us that these disciples were commanded to wait for the power from on high. Uh And there in an upper room, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them others. The book of Acts often speaks of the many wonders and miraculous signs that were done by the apostles. And now here in Acts 3, we are given a detailed account of the lame man who was healed at the beautiful gate of the temple. We not only are called to witness the great miracle, but we are also called to listen to Peter's second sermon. On the day of Pentecost, the power of God turned despairing, fearful men and women into dynamic disciples. Mm -hmm. They had received the Holy Spirit and were clothed with power from on high. Mm -hmm. But why was the power given? I'm glad you asked. The power of God seemed to have had two purposes. The first was power for a personal transformation. Power to become sons and daughters of God. Mm -hmm. And secondly, power to exist in kingdom building. Uh To be effective witnesses to the entire world. The power of God energized them to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. The power of the Holy Spirit enables his disciples to reach out and touch human needs. And share the message of the gospel. Uh Pentecostal power, as known by some believers, enables us to reach out and touch others. And as friends, as it was then, so it is today. Don't let nobody fool you. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on, somebody. Ah, yes, 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 yes. In our text today, Acts 3, 1 through 10, we will notice how the power of God working through the disciples brought healing to a human life. We observe that persons who have been touched by the power of God were able to touch others in his name. And as we carefully lay out the text, this is the story of an underprivileged lame man yes. trapped by a physical illness yes. who begged by the gate of the temple, which was called beautiful. Yes. And in this passage, we see a valid example of the power of God to heal. Yes. This man was healed physically, but the message of this text is not limited to physical healing in any way. This passage deals with human predicaments yes. on every level of life. Those who find themselves trapped in their own personal devastating condition. Mm -hmm. 
they find themselves outside of the mainstream of life uh -huh. with no way to get themselves up. Uh -huh. Those who find themselves down and they can't get up. Yeah. The scripture tells us that this 40-year-old man was physically crippled from birth. He had never been able to stand or walk or to run or play as the other children. And now as an adult, he must be carried by his friends every day to the temper grounds yeah. that he might panhandle for a living. Yeah. There had never been a day in his life when he had not been a burden to somebody. Yeah. He was born that way and he had never known the freedom of going anywhere without the assistance of others to carry him there. Right. Now this man really symbolizes all humanity as we struggle with the tragedies of life. Yes. Everywhere we look, there is human hurt, That's right. human suffering, That's right. and human tragedy. That's right. Sometimes it may be physical affliction, yeah. mental turmoil, yeah. or spiritual barrenness, yeah. but it is all around us. Every day, church, every day. Every day. Every day. A church with power can make a difference. Yeah. Can I get a witness on this house? Yeah. If you have power, you can make a difference. Yeah. A church with power can make all the difference in someone's life. Yeah. How many people do we pass every day that are crippled by economic situations? How many people do we pass every day where their jobs seem to be hanging by a thread? How many people do we pass who struggle with relationship drama and trauma? They don't know what to do with their children. They don't know what to do about their marriage. How many are struggling with emotional issues? Low self-esteem, yes. guilt or depression. All right. Brothers and sisters, behind every door, there is a human need. Yes. I don't care who you are. Come on, somebody. Uh, I don't care if you live in Hollywood. Yes. Huh? You got a human issue somewhere behind that door. Every person yes. has a story to tell. Yes, We've all been injured yes, and damaged in some way. Yes. We've all experienced ill treatment and abuse. That's We've all been disappointed yes. and experienced failure at some level. Yes, Many who feel victimized are in constant search for healing. Yes. They search for healing and will try anything that they believe will ease their pain or their misery. Right. They really need to experience the love of God as manifested yes, through Jesus right. Christ. Right. And that's the prevalent need yes. of everyone and that everyone has. Yes. The church, yes, somebody say the church, yes. was empowered. At Pentecost yes. to help folk yes. receive a touch from God. Every day this crippled man was brought to the temple grounds to beg. Yes. In other words, he sit outside the church doors. Yes. Yes. Are you with me? Come on, somebody. Yes. The generosity of the worshipers was the most he could hope for. Yes. He was living on the sideline of life. Yes. He had never heard the good news. All right. He couldn't get into the church. And he probably thought all church folk a good fault is a handout. All right, that's right, all right, that's right, all right. That's right. That's right. You know, some folk think that you know. That's right. And my brothers and sisters, unfortunately, this is the attitude of many people today. They hurt, but they hurt in silence. And the church is the last place they want to go. That's right. Many of them look at the church as a building full of self-righteous folk all right. All right. who care nothing about their plight. All right. Those who have a more favorable view of the church yeah. seem to lack the motivation necessary to get up out of bed and attend a Sunday morning worship service, especially during this post-pandemic. All right. All right. 
Others who attend the church service have a low level expectation. Can the church help me? Can God help me? I want to look at several things I believe a church with power ought to do first. And then I'll take my seat. First, I believe a church with Holy Ghost power. Y'all heard I say it. I said a church with Holy Ghost power ought to raise a level of expectancy to those who encounter and who come in those doors. A level of expectancy. Look at this. At the hour of prayer. I said at the hour of prayer. Peter stopped and said to him, look at us. And verse 5 said, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him. With John said, look on us. The man fastened his eyes on them. Expecting to receive something from them. He did not know what he was going to get. He probably thought it would be money. But his faith was quickened by Peter's words. Expectation Uh is necessary for us to be used by God and for us to receive anything from God. I believe we should all raise up our level of expectation in Bible study, in worship service, even in Sunday school, and in your prayer meetings. That should be a level of expectation. You don't go in just to have a meeting. And go out the same way you come in. Uh, uh, y'all don't hear me now. Never. And I'm decreeing that in Jesus' name. Never somebody walk in those doors again expecting to have a church experience. This is a God experience. Pete and John knew what they had received. And they expected something to happen. They were expecting God to use them as he had used Jesus. They had been sent forth as Jesus had been sent forth. John 20, 21 says, Then said Jesus to them again, Peace unto you. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. They had received the Holy Spirit's power in the upper room and were expecting God to manifest himself. And I wonder how many believers really expect God to use them. Peter and John were in a state of high expectation. Now, they must raise man's level of expectation. Those who have received God's power ought to expect to be used. Can I say that again? You don't go and hide your talents and bury your gifts. Come on, somebody. Every one of us in this house can be used by God. What are you doing? Why are there offices that are still open? Okay, I, I, I'll Go do that another time. Go God seems to meet us at the level of our expectation. That's right. Jesus always raised the level of expectation yes. of those he encountered. Yeah. Jesus made some bold promises. Yeah. He raised their expectation with statements like, follow me yeah. and I will make you. Make you. Uh, this day yeah. you shall be with me. Yeah. Uh, you shall receive a hundredfold in this life. And inherit everlasting life in the world to come. And even though we may not be able to promise instant miracles. We can promise folk that Jesus Christ will change their lives. That's the least thing we can do is promise them. That Jesus will change their lives. We can assure them that God loves them. And cares about their predicament. We ought to be able to tell them 
that better days are coming and everything will be all right. Through prayer and prayer and praise and faith, something good is about to happen to you. A church with the Holy Ghost power ought to raise a level of expectation to those who encounter. And number two, a church with the Holy Ghost power ought to be an instrument of healing. When Peter got the man's attention, first thing he did was to admit that he might not have what the man wanted. That's right. But he believed he had something to help. That's right. That's right. That's verse 6, Peter said, Seven gold have I none, but such as I have, I give to thee. That's right. That's what he said. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Y'all get that? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. See, this crippled man probably uh-huh. thought that seven gold was his greatest need. Uh-huh. It was all he ever asked for. That's right. Peter and John understood they could not give what they did not have. That's right. And neither can we give what we do not have. That's right. That's right. That's right. They had received God's power and were partakers of his divine nature. God used them as instruments of the healing power of God in the life of the crippled man. Peter could not, only give, could not only give out what he had, so it is with us. If we do not possess a living relationship with Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. That's right. See, see you can call on the name Jesus all you want to, but the devil looks at you and says, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know, but who are you? Am I getting I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to stop this thing. I'm trying to get through this here. But I'm just saying, you're trying to use the name of Jesus. You ha- don't have license nor authority. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Go ahead, You can only give what you have. The apostles didn't have seven gold, but they had the power of God. Yeah. How different this story might have been, deacons, had Peter and John had money. It is also noteworthy to mention that they did not allow what they did not have to keep them from using what they did have. The church must not allow financial difficulties of soft in-person worship, a gathering caused by this pandemic, a small membership, a personal issues to keep us from reaching out to others. God can. Y'all hear what I say? God can. And he does use cracked pots and broken vessels to do his great work. Can I go there again? God will use cracked pots. How do you know, Mary Higgins? I was a cracked pot. Come on, son. And a broken vessel. But I tell you, at the name of Jesus. What? Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Okay, I got to run on. I got to run on. Woo, I got to run on. Mm, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The church must never allow material lack to keep from using the Spirit's power. We can make a difference without great possessions, but we cannot make a difference without God's power. His power working through the church brings folk into the presence of the living God who can save, heal, and deliver, and set free. His power working through his church should reach out to people and lift them up out of their tragic circumstances and give them hope and healing 
friendship and fellowship. Look at verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, it didn't say the next day. It didn't say the next hour. It said immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Only God can heal. But his church must be willing to extend our hands and lift folk up. Notice that Peter used his right hand. Why the right hand? Because it's known as a hand of great strength and ability. The church must be willing to reach out and do all that we can to lift folk up. A church with God's power must be courageous enough to extend and uplift folks' expectations. And then our church should be a source of great joy. What do you mean, Reverend? Look at verse 8. So he, the man, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. The man who had never walked in his entire life stood up with a leap. He didn't quit leaping. The man was changed. Not only was he healed, but joy flooded his soul. The scripture says, then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. There was great joy because somebody cared enough (laughs) to reach out to him in the name of Jesus. Somebody cared enough to say the name of Jesus. Somebody cared enough to reach out and pick him up in the name of Jesus. This crippled man's life was transformed. But not only the man's life was transformed, but Peter and John's life were transformed in the process. Whenever we are used by God to help others get up and get out, it causes causes great joy for all those involved. Now this poor man could move into the mainstream of a life. He could walk, he could run, he could leap, he could work, and he could live a full life because he knew somebody cared. He knew God cared enough to heal his life in every way. He was so excited he could not contain himself. And church, this this is where I am today. That's why, church, we should never limit a time of praise and worship. These young folk are out here, they're looking for praise and worship. Do you hear me? And they should never leave our church to go to another church to be able to stand up and lift up holy hands and praise their God. I know what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody. There should be no limit to what we do as a church with power. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Well, the church, with this kind of power, experienced signs and wonders. Look at verse 9 through 10. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And then they knew they was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Now, there is an immediate twofold effect. The folk were convinced that this miracle was a sign that God was at work and that this miracle was done in the name of Jesus. So it gave credibility to both the ministry of Jesus as the Son of God and his disciples as those empowered to carry out his ministry. When folk are convinced, listen to me, when folk are convinced that God is at work, they will listen to his message. Peter preached the rest of the evening and nobody left. God was working with them, confirming their words with signs and wonders. Folks still need to experience the immediate presence of God. And church today, 
still need God to work with us to confirm this message yeah. with signs following. Yeah. I know this is a touchy subject. Right. Many theologians believe miracles have passed away. But I stopped by to tell somebody today that God is the same to God, doing the same things and working miracles in our present world. I believe his miraculous power is limited only by our present unbelief. I am that I am, said God, and I change us not. Those same miracles can still work here in New Providence Baptist Church. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but get ready, get ready, get ready. Come on, somebody. Get ready for Jesus. For Jesus. For Jesus. Intercession prayer warriors. As I get ready to take my seat. Keep on saying the name of Jesus. Until the sick is healed. Intercession prayer warriors. Keep on saying the name of Jesus. Until the deaf shall heal. Until the blind shall see. Until the lost is found. Keep on calling on the name of Jesus. New Providence Baptist Church. Get ready to close. Are you like this lame, lame man? Is there a lame man, a woman in our midst? Uh, the sound of my voice today. Is there anybody out there who's lame sitting at the church door? Been lying at the gate looking for help? You don't expect any more than a friendly handout, a little help along the way. But look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Oh, but God has more to give you, so much more. If you raise the level of your expectation, you can receive something more from that amazing name. The name is Jesus. All that God has wrapped up in one name made him available to you and I. You too can rise up and walk. How can I do that, church? Just say the name of Jesus. Whatever you're going through, say the name. Say the name. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Arena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.